Hi all, my name is Olivia Rossen, I'm Extension Manager for the Southern South Island and I'm here today to record another break feed podcast coming out of our Progressive Ag Conference held in August. So today we are talking about using social media better to effectively tell our story and I'm joined by Rowena Duncan who's the Executive Producer for the country and a local farmer down in Southland, Ben Dooley. Welcome Rowena and Ben. Thanks Liv. G'day, how are we going? We're good, and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon to be able to put this together. So as mentioned, this is a podcast to really, at the Progressive Ag Conference, we've had a great discussion on using social media to effectively tell our story. So this is sort of a wee snippet of some of those key things that came out of it for those that potentially weren't able to make it. So we'll just start getting a little bit of background from yourselves, what you do and uh, where you're from. So Rowena, let's start with you. So I'm a former dairy farmer. I farmed in Wales and Ireland over in the UK, uh, then in Taranaki, uh, but I've also been a radio journalist or involved in the radio industry on and off for the past 14 years. As you mentioned now, uh, the country's executive producer and host while Jamie Mackay is away, uh, based in Dunedin, but I also do a lot of crossing into some of our more urban shows. So always conscious of how farming is portrayed to a largely urban audience. Awesome. Thanks, Ro. And Ben, a little bit of your background. Yeah, so I'm a uh, fourth generation sheep and beef farmer, just, just five minutes out of Wyndham in eastern Southland. Um, left school at 16 and decided I just had enough of it. So decided we'll go and do dairy farming. That wasn't really it. Spend a year milking sheep. And since then, I've just sort of been doing here and casual for uh, five or six years, I suppose, and then took over managing the place. So we're, uh, yeah, got a, a lovely wife and a couple of nice wee kids now. And yeah, things are moving forward quite nicely. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Ben. So a great variety of uh, both grassroots and some wider big picture approach. So... As we know, social media, like for everybody in the country, is getting more and more popular. As farmers and growers, social media is being used more to tell their stories, to interact with general public and their urban counterparts. So it's really good to be able to add some tools to everybody's toolboxes on what different platforms are and how to get the best effects of it. And it's always the do's and don'ts as well. So let's start off, Ro, with what's your preferred platform? Yes, I find social media quite interesting because when I first started farming in 2009, you know, Facebook was only really just becoming a thing. And, you know, now everyone is across so many different platforms. We've all got social media literally in our pocket of our overalls or, you know, in our hand most of the time, unless your farm doesn't have the best coverage. I think uh, every platform has a place, but I quite like Twitter because you can engage. It's a lot pacier. Uh, you can showcase a lot more and you can, I guess, just be part of the conversation. You can go right to the source and you can have really good conversations with consumers. And I think you can access quite a lot of uh, influence that way as well by showcasing what you do on farm. And there's not such a restriction, whereas like with the likes of Facebook, you're kind of only interacting within your own social circle, but Twitter's out there for absolutely anyone to engage, be they vegans or people who have never stepped foot on a farm, people with opposing viewpoints to you, people with different life experience to you can see firsthand and interact with you firsthand. And I love that side of things. 
And for someone who's not familiar with Twitter, it's kind of a little bit different in how you get followers like Facebook and that. Just explain how you sort of get followers on your Twitter page. Yeah, so that's never ever been a focus of me is, is gaining followers. For me, it's about who you interact with. And I was really new to Twitter a couple of years ago when I first joined up. I was at a Dairy Industry Awards conference and everyone seemed to kind of be talking about it. But it really is as simple as just entering your email address and getting a handle. And then I just started by following some of the industry organizations like Beef and Lamb, like Dairy NZ, like MPI. You can start to follow uh, some of the main players in agriculture, like Federated Farmers. You can get on there and follow Andrew Hoggard. You can follow the former president, Katie Mill. You don't have to uh, have a whole heap of followers to still be able to engage and actually get the best of the of the platform and you know just you don't even have to share very much to begin with just look at the conversation look at how people are engaging look at what they're sharing get a feel for the platform before you kind of dip your toe in there you don't have to dive in boots and all to start off with awesome so that's one platform ben what's your platform of choice at the moment yeah um so i decided to start a youtube channel uh Bit of a different thing. So Twitter is great. I'm on Twitter. I'm absolutely prolific on it and waste way too much time on it. <laughs> um, that said, YouTube, as Rowena said on the day of Progressive Ad Conference, is the world's second biggest search engine. So if you can include a few keywords in your titles and in your bios, then people search those and that takes them exactly to your videos. It's, um, it's quite cool. You can put whatever you want up there. So I'm just dedicating it to farming, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. But as far as as trying to grow the channel goes, that can be a lot more challenging. If you don't have another social media outlet, um, I've, I've predominantly used Twitter to get mine to grow a little bit. It can be very hard to get things going because YouTube work on views, subscriptions, and likes. If your videos don't get those, they don't get out to the wider world. So you've got to have something else behind you to get those to go, or you've got to have something that's going to go absolutely viral. Why did you choose YouTube? I already had quite a good Twitter, um, what do you call it, Twitter bio going. Um, it was sort of around 1,600 followers, so I just quite simply shared my channels there and got as many people as possible to re retweet them, and it seems to have gone reasonably well. Look, the YouTube channel is still pretty small, but it's it's growing at a reasonable rate. Yeah, And you chose YouTube over making a different handle on Facebook for what reason? Uh, like, like I said, like Rowena pointed to on the day, it is the world's second biggest search engine. So if people want to actually look for something, it's, it's a great place to go and find it. Yeah, and yeah, YouTube has been there probably before the Twitters and all that came around too. So we also yeah. have Facebook obviously out there as well. We all, a number of different organizations now running their own Facebook pages. Uh, I run one for the Southern South Island Facebook page. Uh, we've got, in Beef and Lamb, have a number of them throughout the the country and the key thing with those and like those other platforms as well is the consistency of posting and being able to get engagement with your audience and so with our southern south island page it's ensuring that there's lots of posts going up on a frequent and not just having one or two a week and that is enabling us to be able to get good followers as well and good engagement would you guys agree with that it's in regards to that frequency and being able to have those conversations not just popping in maybe once a month or once a week yeah, absolutely. Facebook is definitely, you have to have a bit of a plan, a bit of a strategy in place. And also think about 
how much of your content is news, how much of your content is social, how much of it might be about your giveaways or your offers or, or your e-commerce side of things as well for organizations. So I think also making sure that you have uh, dedicated people looking after your Facebook page and also ready to respond to comments and to requests. And one of the key things, because I'm quite involved in running the country Facebook page, one of the key things we've got is uh, a list of words that automatically hide the comment from the user. You have that ability to try and keep things positive and stop the abuse. So we have quite a lot of swear words that we have blocked. So if someone comments with a swear word, they can still see their comment, their friends can see their comment, but it doesn't have to go out there to our wider audience because we do want to keep our page as positive as we can and we just don't really want to encourage that kind of behaviour. Awesome. So on that note, Ben, we'll start with you in regards to how do we ensure that we keep those stories positive? You know, we, we do need to be doing that. Um, just, yeah, keep yourself out of the negative spaces. Like these social media um, area platforms, they all have very, very negative areas. And if you can keep yourself out of those, you'll find you can keep a lot more positive of an attitude. As far as what we're sharing goes, we, yeah, we do need to be sharing whole stories, but it's easy to easy enough to put a positive spin on things and you've just got to keep that right at the front of your mind all the time. Whenever you're putting something up, you just, you need to be thinking, how does this appear to other people? Definitely. Every card has a silver lining. What about you, Ro? How do you, other than obviously with the country having those different things and there's obviously different algorithms within social media that will keep you in that positive mind. If you um, choose to go on that line, what, is there anything else that you can, give our listeners in regards to keeping that story positive to everybody else that's potentially following you? I think treating social media like you would treat driving a car, you know, don't hop behind the wheel drunk. Don't get on your keyboard while drunk. And it might seem silly, but you will get out there and say things in the heat of the moment. You know, farming can be a really challenging thing. You can have people with differing opinions and people just sitting at home wanting to wind you up and antagonize you and the key is not to let that get to you and I've found personally like if I'm tired if uh, my back's sore like it is at the moment you know I tend to bite back more so than just sit back and actually not give them an audience not give them time so I think just taking a bit of personal responsibility and ensuring you're in the right frame, frame of mind to be engaging in social media that is one of the key things for keeping things positive and I think you know it isn't a bad thing to show some of the negative aspects out there like when things do go wrong on farm you know not every day on farm is, is sunshine and rainbows you know there are thunderstorms there is mud and we have to be particularly careful around mud at the moment thanks to the government legislation and the contentiousness around that but just showcasing you know when things go wrong you can find a lot of support out there uh, and actually it helps you learn it helps other farmers to share their experiences, what's happened and, and how they've managed to turn a negative into a positive and prevent themselves from doing that as well. I think you're not always just talking to potential consumers. You're also talking to your farming family who are there and who do have your back and have a lot of experience to share. Yeah, great learning platform. Learning off other people's mistakes is always a great thing to be able to do if you don't have to make that same mistake. Farmers really appreciate that. We've seen a lot of different groups pop up, uh, New Zealand lamb rearing. They're getting lots of questions come through and be able to get those orphan lambs at present through the Facebook channels and the same on the different channels like you, you, that you both are using. 
In regards to taking responsibility on your own accounts and that, what are some key tips you've got for listeners in regards to making sure that you are doing your bit? Rowena? Yeah, so for me, I have two golden rules for social media and they're just so simple. One of them is to be social. Like it's called social media for a reason. People are on there because they want to engage with other people. They might be feeling a bit lonely. They might be feeling a bit isolated. They might be feeling a little bit out of their depth in their industry. And so they're on there to find connections, to find information, to learn, to just have a bit of relief from everyday life, especially if they're farmers and they aren't, you know, very connected with the town or, you know, they haven't seen people for a wee while. So please be social on social media. And the other one is just don't be a dick. And I think, you know, it, it sounds, again, it sounds so simple, but you do see a lot of people on there who are just the keyboard warriors, who are in a bad space in their own life and who want to bring other people down to their level. And that's why they've missed the boat a wee bit on this let's try and keep it positive stage. So I think they are the, the two things for social media for me is just try and enter it in with the spirit with which it's intended, why it was set up, to keep in touch with people, to get good information out there and, and just actually enjoy being on there. If you're not enjoying it, it's time to just sign out for a wee while, take a wee break, take a step away and come back when you're in a better space. Awesome. Great advice. Ben, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with everything Rowena said there, especially that last bit about taking a break. If you find yourself just repetitively getting frustrated with what you're seeing and you shouldn't be, just get off it for a week. It's, it's not that hard to do and a lot of people do do it. Um, in regards to the responsibility we have sort of from my point of view, um, the, the main reason that I started this page was to try and take what we're doing to the consumer. We do have a fair degree of responsibility there to to remember that we're representing the industry. A lot of the industry might not want us representing them, but that's what we're doing. That's that's what people are seeing. So we have to be very mindful that uh, we're we're a bit of an image, if you know what I mean. Like, like this is what people are seeing. Try and try and act in a way that that reflects that. Every keystroke, every time you go on social media, whether you like it or not. It's out there in the public sector. You are representing the industry, as Ben says. And I always kind of think of it like have a litmus test. What would your tweet or your video or your message or your comment, what would that look like if it ended up in a headline, if it ended up in a news story? Because the reality is the media have that power now. And we do so often see things go completely astray by an errant, uh, errant message or tweet, you know, politicians' careers have been destroyed as a result of it. So please just be responsible and think what it would look like in a newspaper story. And that's a good indication of whether you should press send or maybe just erase it and take a wee break, have a cuppa and a Tim Tam. That's some really good advice in regards to, yeah, we, we want to keep it positive. But at the same time, there's some great positives that come out of social media. As much as it may sound, we are the negative side of it. It's in regards to there's a great learning platform that we do need to take into account that, yeah, like social media, and you've probably seen it if you're on social media before, the post where a teacher puts up and goes, I, I want to see how far I can show my class, how far this message can get across the world. And it's come from some foreign country miles away, and you're now looking at it in New Zealand. 
that is the ability of social media to be able to share your messages and stories wide, but it's being able to do it in a good, uh, a good way. And I think every farmer has the ability to do that. And these little tips and tricks will be able to help with that. So just to finish up guys in regards to your take homes for farmers who are thinking about that maybe they've never been involved in any kind of social media before. And we all know those ones. We've probably got parents like that who even refuse to turn on the smartphone, but they are getting more and more engaged. If it's even it's that social aspect, keeping actually up to date or in touch with your children sometimes, um, or otherwise being able to help share their stories and have a voice as well. So what are your just take home key messages for those people who are wanting to start a platform or of any kind, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and there's another, a number of them out there as well. We haven't talked about Instagram. Uh, there's Instagram and there's obviously the more real quick snap shots like the snapchats uh which are probably yeah really for that social side of thing but just as yeah your take home so uh ben we'll start with you yeah um big one for me is just to, to be yourself um you've just got to yeah I, i've tried it before to, to, to try and mimic what other people are doing and it really doesn't work um if you want to get out and do it just just be yourself just just yeah put, put a camera in front of your face and see how it goes Awesome. And what about you, Ro? Yeah, completely agree with that authenticity that Ben's talking about. And just don't be afraid. Like, you can't be part of the conversation if you're not actually on a platform. And you don't actually have to be part of the conversation. Just be on the platform, see what's happening. You know, now there is a bit of a disconnect with farms. You know, 20, 30 years ago, pretty much everyone in New Zealand had an aunt or an uncle or cousins or, you know, wider family or friends who were on farms. You know, it wasn't too hard to get out on farm and see what was happening. Nowadays, we're seeing less of that. There is more of a disconnect, people actually getting out on farm. But this is a way that you can showcase why we love farming, why we do what we do, why we want to be involved in it to the world. And I think, you know, it is so powerful. And don't ever underestimate the power that one message or one photo or one way video from a farm can have when collectively it's a lot of videos and a lot of messages and a lot of photos out there just showcasing the amazing things that especially here in rural New Zealand are doing and you know don't underestimate the power that has. Yeah, always remember the big picture. There's a lot of segments to one story like a, a thousand words and so I think some, we've, there's a lot of different aspects out there. People, if you want to find out more information, the good old Google search, uh, you can, uh, how to get started. But is there anywhere from you guys who have obviously been you, we've done a wee bit of research to get involved with YouTube and row your own Twitter. Is there any place that someone could go to to get assistance if they needed to, if they were real one-on-one, real beginners to this? Oh, I think uh, YouTube, that's exactly what it's designed for. You know, like every time I buy a new power tool or something that re requires a bit of setup, you know, the first thing you do is you go to YouTube. I was researching new uh, hunting boots the other day and I wanted to buy the best, obviously, naturally. So I went to YouTube and Googled, you know, women's hunting boots in New Zealand. I think that actually is your best friend. And there'll be so many tutorials on there, but it's just having a go, just getting online and, and seeing. You don't have to use any of the functions, but yeah, YouTube is absolutely designed for that. Yeah, awesome. Ben, do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I totally agree there. There is, because I have watched a few of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of trying to do things right. 
don't be afraid to send a message via other channels to some of the guys that are quite big on YouTube too, or guys and girls, because they are very, very interactive and they all have the same goal. They all want to help agriculture's message get out to the public. So if you flick one of them a message, I'm sure they'll be happy to email back and they'll be happy to give you some pointers on, on how to get started. And, and look, I do that all the time as well. There's a great guy on Twitter called Dairyman. Uh, you know, he's based in Ashburton. He must be at least 20 years older than me and he is very, very technologically savvy. And every time I come across a feature I don't know or a term I don't know, I just flick him a message and he explains it. It's absolutely lovely and doesn't make me feel dumb. <laughs> and whatever platform you're using, if you're following somebody and you really like what they're doing, yeah, flick, flick them a message. They are just like practical farming. There's always support out there, and especially our rural communities. They're more than willing to help. So hopefully that gives everybody a few more tips and tricks for their toolboxes in regards to how we use social media to better effectively tell our story. Many thanks Rowena and Ben for joining us and pulling this together and thank you for being part of our Progressive Ag Conference earlier in August. If you're wanting to know any more information, yeah, get on YouTube or check out some of the social media channels where Rose already mentioned, the country Facebook page that she's involved in. We've got Ben Dooley's YouTube channel and what do you actually call your YouTube ch channel, Ben? Uh, Deep South Sheep and Beef. There we go. So look up Deep South Sheep and Beef or even flick on over to either. We've got Southern South Island and South Island Instagrams and Facebook pages. Get some tips and tricks from there as well. So hopefully that's helped you and we look forward to being able to see some of those cool platforms popping up around the place and you guys sharing your stories yourselves. So thank you very much, team. It's been great. Cheers, Liv. Thank you. Thanks, Olivia.